walked on my moon. Elvis ain't dead, you ain't going crazy. It's all in your head. Let me tell you, it's all interpretation. America. It's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> yes, I did. You know. Welcome into the world of politics. Wow. How you doing, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch? So far, I'm very glad it's Friday. How about yourself? Yeah, buddy. Is it Friday? Oh, okay. Yeah, no. it is. I didn't know. All right, so, you know, Mark, in the long list of things you and I have done over a period of time, the one thing that you and I really fall down in the middle um stupid criminals stupid politicians stupid mm. blah 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 fill in the blank yep. and then after years of doing that i realize i'm no longer allowed to use the s word you know the <laughs> s word is now a dirty word so yeah <laughs> but yeah when you look at some of the things that are done in this wonderful world of uh color that we live in remember when that was the thing on nbc the wonderful I world do. of color yeah wow anyway mm-hmm. um so I don't know a better way to call a, crim- a, a criminal or a politician stupid when they do something stupid. Andrew, thinking of criminals and politicians, kind of one of the same. Here we go. Look at all those idiots. Ooh, look at all those boobs. An office full of morons. A factory full of fools. Is it any wonder I'm singing, singing the blues? Stupid criminals theme. There you go. I mean, stupid politicians theme. Wow. Right. I'm going to have to get that out of my brain. Although criminals (laughs) and politicians are right there. I'm going to end up saying stupid criminal. So (laughs) launching the podcast of of breaking down the 2024 election, looking at who will be the next president, getting you all those candidates. We're going to continue to do that. But we're also going to add in some things like this. Your stupid politician of the week. And I have to ask you, Mark. Do we need to go ahead and set the bar where Joe Biden can't be that? Because otherwise, nobody's going to get a chance. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't. The thing is, right. the, the thing is that uh, incompetence and stupidity in the political world, I think, are the same thing. So <laughs> I, thought you, I actually heard, in my brain heard incontinence, and I thought, well, yeah, that's well, Biden that works too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so who is well, our stupid criminal of the week, Mark? Well, we've got three candidates this week, and I think we're going to have to, I, I want you to hear all three of them. All right. And then we'll have to pick one, is which one is actually the dumbest of the three. Okay. All right. With First up, we have the woman who believed that Neil Armstrong planted the flag of the United States of America on Mars, who, <laughs> Whoa. wait a minute. Yes. This is an elected person. This is an elected okay. official. She okay. believed that, uh, that he did that on Mars. She actually has been known to commandeer funerals and speak to the bereaved as a captive audience in her home district in Houston, Texas. The one, the only, the Sheila Jackson Lee. 
I rise today to join my colleagues in the Congressional Black Caucus and will continue to work with them and proceed to analyze uh, the very wrong-headed decision that was made by the United States Supreme Court on the question of affirmative action. I thank the gentlelady from Florida, the gentleman from New York, and certainly the gentleman from Nevada uh, in their leadership. But I rise today as a clear recipient of affirmative action. I'm particularly in higher education. No kidding. <laughs> wow. 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 Yes. <laughs> you should, just for grins one day, you should just look up Sheila, Sheila Jackson Lee's stupid statements, and oh. you will find a wonderful trove of information that this woman has gifted us over the years. And you will also find she's one of the worst people to work for. That's yes, what I is. remember. She's always on the top two or three list of meanest bosses mm -hmm. in, you know, in town in Washington, D.C. Come on, dude, pick a button here. Yeah. So she bumps she, people off of off of their uh, first class seats and flights because oh. of, of who she is. You know, <laughs> wow. She's a piece of work. But she actually admits to being a recipient of affirmative action. And we know her track record. Yeah. So that's our first candidate up next. Wow. <laughs> Up next, the vice president of the United States explains to us what AI actually is. And I think the first part of this issue that should be articulated is AI is kind of a fancy thing. It's first of all, it's two letters. It means artificial intelligence. But ultimately what it is, is it's about machine learning. And so the machine is taught and part of the issue here is what information is going into the machine that will then determine, and, and we can predict then, if we think about what, machine, what information is going in, what then will be produced in terms of decisions and opinions um, that may be made through that process. Yes, ma'am, I'd like the word salad, please. <laughs> yeah, this is why people don't like her. Because no matter what it is, she acts like she's either talking to children or she's just uncovered the most brilliant thing of all time. Mm -hmm. And then she gets it. This is like saying, when, hey, do you understand? How, um, do you use a computer? Are you? Oh, yeah, I'm real familiar with them. Okay, well, show me your coding ability. You said you, you, know, you gave yourself a C++. Well, well it's really, um, well, I took a typing class in ninth grade, and it right, taught me where yeah. to put my hands on the keyboard, and that was my entry into computers. It's the same thing. It just doesn't have the guts. It's, she, it's kind of fancy. Oh, my it's word, Mark. Mark. <laughs> that's, that's priceless. It really is. This is the one, right. by the way. She, she also thought it was perfectly great. She thought it was a great idea to use prisoners in the penal system in California as slave labor. She saw mm. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well. And, but she championed it because it was keeping people out of work. That was the problem. It yeah. was, it was preventing, it was using these <laughs> criminals to make money to prevent regular hardworking people from having jobs. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I yeah. digress. Uh, she also has some other hits like she loves school buses and, uh, she really loves Venn diagrams. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll dig those up. <laughs> those are priceless. And last, but certainly not least, the young lady from New York who probably should be a bartender today. Wow. What do people get wrong about you or not know about you? Um, I think very often when I okay? meet with colleagues or individuals that I had not met with before, 
Um, they are surprised that I do my homework a lot. <laughs> This person represents people of a district in New York. <laughs> Remember how many jobs she cost the, uh, uh, was it 40,000 jobs? Yeah. Um, when she, because yeah. when she Amazon. got Amazon kicked out of the mm -hmm. area. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So those Maybe, are our choices. <laughs> I, Mark, I, I think Sheila Jackson Lee takes it mainly because she's kind of the elder statesman here. She's been doing this longer than the rest. They're just following her now. So basically, yeah. you know, they're copying her. So <laughs> Sheila Jackson Lee, she is affirmative action, you know? Well, congratulations to the elder wow. states woman of stupidity. <laughs> wow. Sheila Jackson Lee. And they're all elected. Yes. People voted for them. And they keep getting reelected. Well, not uh, Kamala Harris. She's well, you know, she's probably not going to get elected to anything ever again. Oh. She's going to get some cushy job from some some uh, contributors company. But uh, yikes! Well, congrats All to right. Sheila Jackson Lee. She'll oh, be impossible Mark. to live with even more from now on. <laughs> stupid criminal of the week. And the stupid politician of the week. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Right. I see you're going to have to work with me on that. Mark. I know. It's going to be tough. This is all these years of having the stupid criminal segment, and it's pretty much the same thing. And it just fits. It just it really, fits. really does. <laughs> oh my! Coming up after the break, we'll be talking about Doug Burgum. It's another who? Yeah, mm -hmm. he he's been the governor of North Dakota. I had two terms. We'll talk about him coming up <laughs> right after this. Have you heard the arguments against Proposition 30? They say stop Proposition 30, which says, yes, I want to block Amendment 42. We disagree. Failing to pass Proposition 30 this election year is the worst vote you could cast. They say vote yes and vote no to enacting Amendment 42. We say no to their yes vote to oppose not supporting this issue. Other people say that not passing Amendment 42 is a big mistake and we should all cast a big yes vote by marking our ballots no to not stop this important legislation by making sure this critical proposal is stopped. Remember, say no, vote yes. Paid for by Citizens Against Opposing Not Stopping Passage. I feel like we're doing like a soiling green commercial, man. Oh. <laughs> wow. I look, it is. I look over at this wall of buttons of bumper music. Yeah. I'm going, oh, yeah. eeny, meeny, miny. Yeah. <laughs> Mo. Hey, Mo. All right. So, Mark, you know, I am going to spend some time over the weekend yes. um, putting together Sheila Jackson Lee's greatest hits because, you know. <laughs> I hope you do. I really Scratch do. a liar, find a thief. I'm telling you, man, this woman Whoa. is really interesting. But. <laughs> Did the Mars rover take any images of the flag Neil Armstrong planted on Mars? You found it. You found <laughs> and we'll have it for. And then uh, you know he was. She was also the one that said hurricane names were too lily white. Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, I just you know what we've got to find. And I had it for you. And I oh, Mark, the one I was I was struggling to remember was that she said the Constitution was four hundred years old. Yeah. 400 years old. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right. Yes. You know, the, I think, Mark, the thing that really bothers me, okay, is that um, when people get elected to office, they usually, um, 
there ought to be a test to show that they aren't, you know, this, this is you, if you don't know, how do you, how do you make decisions and vote for things? If you don't have any respect for yourself, that you open your mouth and speak about things that you absolutely positively don't know. Yes, Hmm. you are an affirmative action victor. You won because of affirmative action, but you still, she won a public office because of voters voting for her. And I have mm. to wonder who there's no way. Would you vote for somebody that didn't know basic stuff? Really? No, no. I, I, I just I, don't get it. I, I think part of it goes back to, in, in her case, it goes back to the fact that she portrays herself as some kind of a hero in her home district. Mm-hmm. And to do so, she goes back there and does crazy things like commandeering funerals. Right. Where I I heard a guy, a radio guy from Houston, talking about what she does when she comes home. Mm-hmm. She'll have one of her staffers call. She'll look at the listings for the funerals and find a funeral in her district and will call them up and say, the congresswoman will speak at your funeral. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, well, that's okay. We're, we, we've got everything covered. It's not an option. The congresswoman is coming and she's going to speak at your funeral. And so she commandeers a funeral and speaks to a room full of grieving people just to get in front of the people in her district. And I, and the thing is that she's there amongst the people making those appearances and she's saying things to them that they don't know whether they're true or false, but she looks like she's, she she looks like she's on top of the game. So they just keep reelecting her, which when you really boil it down, is kind of the way it works everywhere, except most people don't go commandeer funerals. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, the part that, that bothers me about, uh, the part that really bothers me about her. Okay. Is it really does come down to, we need politicians that care about the people they represent and not this, you know, mm, we, yeah. It is the reason we we're a representative Republic. We are not a democracy. If we were a mm-hmm. democracy, 5149 would win every time and it doesn't. Yeah. And that, and that's why, because chaos theory would take over and you know, you would have these moments in time where people really get on board something they're emotional about. Right. Yeah. And they would, and things would really change in a very negative way. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I hear politicians talking about how our voting is done, it, the Okay, if it's legitimate, I'm not talking about the voting machines and the right, the yeah, bad yeah. balloting and all that. I'm talking yeah. about actual districting and voting. I know there's gerrymandering, gerrymandering that goes sure. on. It does. On both both sides. sides do it. Yeah. They battle yeah. for it. But the reality that you and I have to face is that so many Americans have a very finite period of time to focus on these things. I mean, we have life. A lot of us have jobs. We have family. We've got things to do. We don't have three or four hours a day to look at who this individual is and get to, you know, we don't, there's 435 congressmen and in two years, there'll be a change out of a few of them. You know, we don't have the time to know who the real idiots are. We don't know who the people, because you know what? There are people who really are good at campaigning. Bill Clinton was -hmm. a great campaigner when he was in Arkansas and was elected governor time after time. It was because the governorship in Arkansas at the time was two years. And so he would run for an election, spend a year campaigning, get elected, the first year in office, start working on making good on his promises on the campaign trail, and then had to start campaigning for the next term. So he was campaigning every 12 year, um, every 12 months hmm. and he got good at it. That's why during the 92 election cycle, the reason he was able to overcome all the objections is he did it all the time. 
Yeah. The guy actually said in Arkansas before he ran, before he announced he was running for president, there was a lot of trickle stuff coming down about, he was looking for higher office that he wasn't, you know, he was not going to stay in Arkansas. And he said to his supporters, those are rumors from the other side to get you to not support me. I will not seek higher office. I will wow. fulfill my term as governor, blah, blah, blah. As wow. soon as he's elected, I think it was like six hours later, they had the <laughs> campaign ready for the white house. And yeah. anyway, so with the, mm. that's who, who has time to go and look at all that, you know, we right, just yeah. don't have that. So yeah, we, yeah, we live in a society that, that exists well, that gets all of its information from the evening news and what their friends say on social media. That's, oh, that's where everybody gets social media. Yeah. That's yeah. And, um, oh. the, and the col and the politicians know that. And right. one of the signs of that is that in our home state, Jeff Sessions, remember mm -hmm. yeah. he, uh, he got, uh, he retired as the attorney general. Mm -hmm. Trump was angry with him, decided he would go back home and run for office again and get his old office back. Where did he make his announcement? Mm -hmm. Did he make his announcement at a rally? in the biggest city in the state or at that time, Birmingham, Alabama, did he make an announcement in the, in the state's capital? Did he get the news cameras together and, and have a big party and say, Hey, we're running, come support me. No, he went on Tucker Carlson, right? That's where he made his announcement to the news media mm -hmm. on national television, right? They know where their bread is buttered. And one day we need to break down what really happened with Jeff Sessions yeah. and how, how is it possible that one of Donald Trump's earliest supporters and surprising early supporter, how did it get so bad so fast after the election? There actually mm -hmm. is a real reason. There's something that did happen. And when it happened, I remember thinking, wow, that was a surprise. This is not going to end well for Jeff. And I was mm -hmm. sad because, you know, Jeff Sessions, and we got to move on to Doug Burgum, but sure, one last yeah. thing about Jeff Sessions. Um, I've had the chance to meet him a couple of times. I've had a couple of times where I was on the, not on the dais, but like he was speaking and I introduced him, you know, but right. I actually didn't introduce him. I was there to speak and welcome and do all that. And then here's the guy I have to introduce is the guy right. that's going to introduce him. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I had a chance yeah. during that time. But the thing is, is having the chance to introduce the guy that's going mm -hmm. to introduce gave me the opportunity to talk to Jeff on the dais. And right, he's yeah. funny. I don't know if you know this funny guy. He says things off mic that at first you don't know if he's being funny on purpose or accident. Right. But then, cause he look, Jeff Sessions does not look like, you know, you'd see yeah. him at the chuckle hut, yeah. but yeah, dude, he is funny and he's <laughs> quick. He's funny. And I, I, all I could think of is, boy, if people saw this side of him, he could be voted King, you know, yeah. he's yeah. just, he's really good. But, all right. So Mark, tell all me right. who, who is this fella who has, uh, he's uh, announced he's running for the Republican nomination for president, mm -hmm. and his name is Doug Burgum. Yeah. And outside of North Dakota, a lot of people don't know who he is. Right. He's uh, He began his career as a software entrepreneur. He sold yeah. a company to Microsoft in, in 2001. That company was Great, uh, Great Plains Software. And when that happened, they named him as senior vice president of Microsoft business group that was the offshoot that was created from merging Great Plains into their corporation. Wow. Now, as governor, okay. he, he signed legislation restricting abortion access and limiting transgender health care for minors. Um, Bergen, Wait a minute. Who's, limiting abortion access. Yeah. Hmm. Restricting abortion access. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, he says he plans to spend some of his own fortune on his run. He hasn't clarified his opinion on Trump. 
though, or whether he would support him as the eventual nominee. The reason, by the way, the reason that's in our information is because that comes from NBC. It's always right. important to them about whether or not they're going to oppose Trump. Right. Oh, so. I know. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Um, his campaign positions, uh, from his website, he says he wants to get inflation under control, cut taxes, lower <laughs> gas prices, reduce the cost of living and help people realize their fullest petition by potential by putting a chicken in every pot and a car in every garage. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> what would you like to do for your people, sir? Everything. Um, he wants to wait, dramatically wait, go, back to wait, go back <laughs> yes. to that again. Okay. Okay. Give, uh, give him to get in, get in, okay. Get inflation under control. Okay, do you know one politician anywhere of any party that would say inflation is great, we need more? <laughs> no. no. Okay. They also so, won't tell you that it's the government that causes it. So Right. So <laughs> how are you going to get it under control? That's exactly so, you know. Right. All right. So you say that because it's an indefense, it's something you can't be attacked on. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. What was the next one? Uh c cut taxes. Okay. Uh, low gas. Yeah. Wait, a minute. cutting taxes is one of those things that conservatives always say, Democrats always oppose, and there you go. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And the other uh, one was lower gas. gas prices. Yeah. Well, you know, he's in North Dakota. And one of the things that happened in the Dakotas was during the uh, oil embargo, well, not embargo, but during the uh, Obama years, it was during his first four years that it took time for them to basically crush production in the U.S. Mm -hmm. of certain ways of getting oil. And so, as the cost per barrel continued to go up. And if you remember, uh, do you remember the first time Obama bowed down before a king? It was the Muslim king in I Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And people say he didn't bow down. And so we, those of us who actually saw him do Cue it. Cue the video. Went, yeah, it's, that's bowing down. Okay. Yep. Um, but I had to point out at the time, and I remember uh, some Republicans getting really mad at me over this. Uh, I was like, well, you know, Obama bowed down before the Muslim Saudi king, but he wasn't the first president to go and beg for them to up production, you know? Yeah. George Bush had done the same thing. And this friendly country, you know, uh, leader, it, they never up production. And no, so no. what you do, though, is you look at your own natural resources, look at your own stuff, and you go, well, let's just get our own. We don't need mm -hmm. them. Yeah. We have the, you know, the United States of America has the largest amount. We've got from basically what scientists can prove of oil in the ground that we could get out. We've got more of it than anybody. We're like waiting on it. We're sitting mm -hmm. on it. It's like yeah. having a bunch of money in the bank and never spending on anything, you know, yeah. waiting to outlast everybody else. It's not going to work well. So yeah. in North Dakota, there were inventive individuals, Mark, that found other ways of getting oil up out of the ground. Mm -hmm. And once the oil got above, it has to be above $70 a barrel for this method to be profitable. Right. Yeah. But if you remember, the cost of oil per barrel got up in the nineties and pushed a hundred. And all of a sudden you had people going to North Dakota, getting a job as a Walmart greeter for $20 an hour. Okay. Yep. Oh, yep. we're headed down the Walmart way and making 20 bucks an hour. Driving trucks for over 120 grand a year. Yeah. Welders making six, eight figures. Yeah. Just, oh yeah. Yeah. And, it was crazy. And the, now yeah. the, the offshoot of that, of course, is uh, if you actually want to have a really depressing time, is go look at the towns that actually borrowed a lot of money because there wasn't enough housing for all the oil workers. Yeah. And so they built these massive apartment complexes, but they got them halfway done. And then everything went bye-bye as the cost of oil dropped. And so right. they, they're, it's almost like the ghost cities of China, except that oh, yeah. these were, big empty know, cities. Yeah. Right. But wow. anyway, so 
I would like to see what Doug Burgum did about that. You know, those mm, lost cities yeah. and things like that, because that would be kind of interesting if he could fix that problem in North Dakota. Wow. Well, one of the he things do? he says he wants to do is to dramatically increase energy production, which sure. of course, the only thing that can be is freeing up the lands, the government's closed off to, to oil production and that, you know, un, unshackling the oil industry and letting them do what they need to do. Of course, Day one, Keystone XL pipeline back yes. up and running. <laughs> yeah, that would be the way to do it. Uh, he says he wants to strengthen national security to unite the country against our common enemies like China and Putin. Um, <laughs> I, uh, apparently, he read the, the leftist memo that every time you talk about an enemy, it has to be Putin. You know, yes. so, and oddly enough, the last guy in office said, don't you think it's better if we're friends with these people instead of being at war with them? Wow. I mean, <laughs> wow. um, he's made critical comments about President Joe Biden and his performance as president of the United States on Facebook and in public messages. <laughs> well, um, who hasn't? Well, anybody with a brain has really, you know, um, it, look, Biden's Coke dealer is even getting mad at him now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they, they protected him. I mean, they, Secret Service says, yeah, we're through with the investigation now. We yeah. can't find out what happened. That, well, that, uh, that bag of cocaine happened to be left in the only the only four-centimeter square spot in the entire White House that doesn't have camera coverage. So- it was, you know, Mark, <laughs> the, what they didn't want to tell everybody is that it actually was left over from the Trump administration. No, that's no, it's it. Trump's. Yeah. That was Trump's they couldn't. Well, actually, they couldn't figure out how to blame it on Trump, so it's a mystery. That's what but you did. Is. Did you catch the fact that they also had weed in there? You know, they found weed, too. I, yeah. Oh, yeah, a couple yeah. of weeks ago, yeah. Oh, there was also weed in the White House. Huh. Shocker. <sighs> uh, he endorsed former President Trump in 2016 and 2020. He also, uh, Trump also was endorsed by Bergram uh, during each of his gubernatorial elections. Hmm. Um, he was sworn in as the 33rd governor of North Dakota on December 15th of 2016, alongside running mate Brent Sanford, the 38th Lieutenant governor over North Dakota. Um, and here's, this is, this is something I think is weird, but okay. Okay. Uniquely among Republicans, Burgum has set a goal for North Dakota to become carbon neutral by the year 2030. Come on, man. He plans to pursue this goal, <clears throat> excuse me, while maintaining a robust fossil fuel industry th- through the use of carbon capture and storage technology to capture and sequester carbon dioxide in the state's geological formations. In other words, they want to capture carbon from the atmosphere and pump it underground. Do these people not ever watch science fiction movies? Because <laughs> anytime they do stuff like this in the movies, it destroys the planet. Wow. <laughs> the planet explodes. Something like that. Come on, people. <laughs> At, hi, Mark. Come on. He uh, supports the use of carbon dioxide for enhanced oil recovery, the process by which carbon dioxide is injected into depleted oil fields to boost production. I, and I get that. That works. He also yeah. supports agricultural practices that store carbon in soil. Um, the announcement of that goal sparked $25 billion in private sector investment, according to remarks he made at the annual meeting of the North Dakota Pet, uh, Petroleum Council. Um, they use carbon di- dioxide like it's uh, acid rain today. Have you noticed that? Yeah. It's just yeah. carbon dioxide. Uh, carbon dioxide. What they aren't telling you is that the planet is getting greener. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> because of carbon dioxide, it's actually you know, helping we- plant growth and tree growth. <laughs> Marketing just, 101, Mark, you just say it over and over again eventually. I know. Believe. There has to be a boogeyman, and carbon so dioxide know, is one of their boogeymen. Yeah. We inhale oxygen. We exhale carbon dioxide. Now, right. 
what this all, if you really want to get down to it, and it's the one thing that I used to mock, and I'm, I'm embarrassed by how I used to react to people who talked about that there is a group of people and uh, that believe in population control. And mm, they yeah. are, and you look at these things from, think about it. What do you do if you want to eliminate people? Well, stop the creation of a lot of them. Let's push right. the LGBTQIA community. Mm -hmm. All right. Then we need uh, to do something to make people realize that carbon dioxide is, like you said, they're treating it like acid rain. And so, well, who are the primary people with that? People. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah. All of it points the same direction. It's just frustrating. It does. And even the even the the mm. the conservatives are jumping on the bandwagon to a degree oh, because they realize they have to, because yeah. everybody's scared. Yeah. Which is the, the whole goal. You frighten people into right. begging government for rescue. But he's offering twenty dollars for one dollar. I mean, I'm a little concerned about buying votes that way. Um <laughs> I don't know that it's actually legal. Uh, hmm. but I actually, you know. I wonder about somebody who's willing to offer up a $20 gift card uh, or a $1 donation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I don't think it's legal, but I don't know. I mean, it Do you, also, do you, have, a web, you have a web address for that? Because I could really use, uh, I mean, a <laughs> dollar, $20. No, yeah. no I, I got, a, I got a few singles. I'll send him. I mean, <laughs> that'll buy lunch for a few days. Hey, come on. It's, I decided to go to the most trusted website to verify this, Mark. So oh, no. I pulled up uh, NPR. No, NPR. Oh. <laughs> uh, Doug Burgum is offering oh, $20 to people donating $1 to his campaign. Is that legal? Hmm. Okay. It's uh, Now, here's the, there is a catch. So it says, uh, <laughs> okay. The campaign offer is only good for the first 50,000 donors. Hmm. So after that, I mean, 50,000 is not even close to what you you know, this is, I don't get it. Now he's getting just, matching funds from somewhere. That's how they sure pay for the, uh, you know, so know. somebody's, somebody's told him, if you can get somebody to give you a buck, I'll give you a hundred. Right. Yeah. So 20 of that's going towards a gift card. The other 80 is going into his campaign or whatever. Oh, so, and that's, I'm just pulling that out of thin air, but you know, that's, yeah. that's gotta be how it works. It's the only way he can cover it is if some donor has said, I'll do matching funds, you know, <laughs> know but it just, it just sounds ridiculous. It does sound ridiculous, doesn't uh, it? But how, Mark, these... when you're in a crowded field, how are you going to stand out? Yeah, you have to do something ridiculous or outlandish. That's like I said yesterday. That's why that's why moderates will never make it. They won't do things like that. Right. But the next thing, and this is the thing we need to pay attention to, is that in the last couple of weeks, and I think it's coming from the liberals because they see a chink in the armor of their Democrat Party uh, with Biden atop. And it's going to be aliens, you know, UFOs and yeah. they will, they will actually bring all, you know what? Independence day. It's all about, you know, bringing back the, with, uh, you know, Will Smith and, uh, and that whole crowd. And, you know, well, I'm fine with that as long as they'll blow up the white house. Like they did in the movie, you know, oh, Mark. <laughs> I'm just, I think what gets me about all of that, the whole alien thing is that now we're seeing it all. And it's because it's a way of, declaring martial law, suspending elections that they see that they're not going to win. And I'm telling you, the Democrat party is real close to seeing this, mm -hmm. uh, that they're not, I mean, Mark, really, if there is, and pointed it out the other day in 2016, they were shocked. They being liberal Democrats were shocked that Donald Trump had such popular support. It was a landslide. It was yeah. not close when he beat yeah. Hillary. And I think that's the thing I would really like to know. And I mean, we can't because they've, <laughs> They've, they've made it impossible to know what the actual tally was, but 
in reality, you know, he must have, it must have been a stomping like no other yeah. for him to have been able to defeat all of the cheating that went on. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I know they're all set to do it again. They did it in 2020. They'll do it again. And I, that's, that is really frightening to me. Cause I don't know. How, I don't know how to fix that. Mark. Mm-hmm. Usually if we have a problem, you and I, and two other people could figure out how to do it. Yeah. We could figure out how to fix this. Yeah. I've always said that we have to win in overwhelming numbers to, to negate the cheating that goes on. And, yeah. and we did that in 2020. We did. We really did. We, we all saw it happening and they still managed to shut everything down in the middle of the night and change the outcome. Yeah. You know, Unbelievable. I know and I keep going see, back to that, but that's, it was there for everybody it. to see. You can actually go and look at this. I just remember when um, there was a mathematician right after the election that came out with, this isn't possible. And he used Fulton County in uh, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny that I know where Fulton County is. And and because of the Atlanta Braves playing at Fulton County Stadium, even as a kid, you know, you knew where they they played in Fulton County Stadium. That's where Hank Aaron hit the home run, you know. And I look at this and I think Fulton County was one of those counties that actually was abused. Uh, in the election mm-hmm. and you can see it, you can see when it happened, you yeah. can see how much the percent and then compare it to the other counties that had the same issues. And you realize that the exact same percentage of votes that came in in favor of Biden during the wee hours when it was shut down, you know, and yeah. they started the county, that same percentage existed in these other counties where there's also some, uh, some cheating going on Mm -hmm. and i'm thinking how is it that the american people in this day and age where we have access to so much information how is it that we as a people cannot accept the facts that we continue to go back to the same lying sources Mm -hmm. the alphabet networks and allow them to tell us the wrong stuff how is it possible that we sit here and allow them to run people off even at fox which is the one network that we actually thought We'll get some truth, you know, yeah. but they, yeah. what did they do? The first thing they, they got rid of Beck, they got rid of, uh, Tucker Carlson, that anybody that really does say yeah. something is going to be gone. And sadly, I don't see a solution. Mm. The only solution is for people to inform themselves. And as we've already established, they don't, they get their information from the evening news and from what their friends repeat on social media. And right. that's, that's where they get all their information from. And well, that's one of the reasons we're doing what we're doing, hoping, yeah. hoping that people will listen and understand. I if did have want- a friend of mine, actually, I meant to tell you this yesterday. I apologize for interrupting. A friend of mine said, right. I'd never heard of the Vivek Ramaswamy until yeah. we talked about it the other day. Yeah. And he, yeah. And he was like, that guy's really cool. And I'm thinking, you know he what? Sharp. That yeah. was the only thing we wanted out of this. We just that's like, right. okay, Bergam, I know we'll make a joke because we've never heard of him, but yeah. you know what? <laughs> if you're in North Dakota, you've heard of this guy. He's been your governor for a couple of mm-hmm. terms. He and he's worth looking player. at. He yes. really is. He is a player. I mean, when you look at his, you actually look at what he's done. He has signed numerous laws to cut mm-hmm. taxes. He right. has done things to help with energy. He has done all of these things that need to be done on a nationwide basis. So you should go look at him. The right. name recognition, eh, he doesn't have it yet, but he may right. if he gets a fair shot at it. And that's kind of what this is all about. It's giving right. them a fair shot at it, you know? And that's what, you know what, there will be one or two that does, you know, make it into the top five, you know, because we've seen it many times where a candidate, a campaign or a candidate didn't have that recognition at the beginning, but midway through, they started getting some attention. And mm-hmm. it really is when they hand you the ball, 
Can you A, protect the ball? Can you continue moving it down the field? And can you make something happen? Those are the, and by the way, if you have any skeleton in your closet that is missing a bra, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, open the closet door and change your campaign slogan to, yes, yes I, I did. did. A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm going to let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. Hey, a couple last little things on Bergen. Abortion, you mentioned this. I just wanted to redo um, that uh, he did sign a near-total ban in uh, North Dakota. LGBT uh, rights. He has been fairly um, consistent um, Mm -hmm. on his political. But he talked about the 2020 Republican platform as divisive and divisional and Hmm. on LGBT uh, issues. So that's something hmm. to pay attention to because this yeah. is something that is really getting pushed and um, it and, it, and it's being pushed by that 5%. We have 5% of the people that continue dragging us by the, it's like we got a ring in mm-hmm. our nose and they hook the chain onto it and drag us into it. Um, he yeah. did uh, ban critical race theory being taught uh, yes. in North Dakota K through 12. So I thought that Mark had put that on the notes for me. And I thought that was something that was really important. So there you yeah, go, Doug Burgum. Yeah. And uh, we'll see how he, if we, we will see if we talk about him again between now and 2024 mm. election. Yeah. So far, <laughs> yeah. So far, he and uh, Vivek Ramaswamy yeah. are the two people we probably will hear about again. Yeah. I think Getting you're right. Closer. Yeah. Okay. Probably so. Yeah, Mark. Hey, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you. We sir. have an email address. It's on our website at markandmaxshow.com. Go there and click the contact button or just look at the email address and go that way if you want to just use your, you know, your email. Yeah. Um, you can also find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and I think Instagram. I still have to go look and see <laughs> yeah. if that's working. Uh, <laughs> and of course, there is uh, there are show notes available on the website every day. Just click on the show notes link and you'll see the break. Actually, you'll see the notes I send Dave every day. Right. on on everything so uh, make sure that you do that and please let us hear from you oh also you can leave a voice message you get your thoughts together and uh, express yourself in 30 seconds or less we'd love to hear from you we never walked on the moon Elvis ain't dead you ain't going crazy it's all in your head